Okay, so so that bathroom I was just in a moment ago. Okay. Um, I was looking around and I couldn't see any toilet paper, and I was like, Do they not have toilet paper in this bathroom? <laughs> no. I didn't need any right then, so it wasn't like a problem actively. But I was just like, Oh my god, is there not toilet paper in this bath? What is the situation here now? Uh huh. This is context that you would never have. Uh-huh. But when I see two people living in a house and I enter a bathroom and I see that there is no toilet paper, it makes me think of my two great aunts. Okay. <laughs> so you, people listening to the podcast will not know this, but I'm sure you have heard a little bit of talk about how my mom's family is absolutely bonkers. Uh-huh, they got crazy genes. Like, <laughs> okay. As in like my aunt started a cult in the late 90s oh crazy jeans <laughs> like what a great way like <laughs> but this isn't about her okay. this is about my grandmother's uh two of my grandmother's three sisters okay all right these two have lived not just in their tiny ass hometown for their entire lives but mm. in the same house that they grew up in they are still in there oh my god their entire lives uh-huh and they hate each other <laughs> Which is not exclusively to do with the fact that they have lived together for their entire <laughs> lives, but it is definitely related. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I have such a hard time telling stories about this part of the family because they always sound too crazy to be true. No, you're, you're not going to believe this. No, I'll believe now, anything. Now, to your credit, I was able to find some toilet paper in the medicine cabinet. Okay, like, great. Very easy. We keep simple. It, we keep it as in soon there. as I noticed that the cabinet was there next to the toilet. I was like, I know what's happening here. Okay, and I opened it up, and there it was, and it was fine. And once again, I didn't actually need any, so it wasn't like an issue, but <laughs> I was like know? worried about you. you. <laughs> okay, you're right. Okay, so these two have been living in the same house their entire lives. Okay. Because if one of them leaves, that means the other gets to keep it. Uh-huh. Because their mother left the house to like whoever was living in it, and that was the two of them. Mm-hmm. So they have like an equal stake in it. But the moment one of them leaves, the other gets to keep the house. So neither of them has ever left. Okay. <laughs> they also each do not want to be the one like paying for things that benefit the other because as previously mentioned, they hate each other. Uh-huh. They buy toilet paper separately from one another. You're fucking kidding. They don't keep any toilet paper in their bathroom and no. they carry a roll in there when they go in. You're fucking joking. No. They've been doing this for like decades. This is a long, long running practice for them. I could not keep up with that for decades. In that same bathroom, they uh-huh. once had the light bulb in the ceiling burn out. Mm-hmm. And it went unchanged. They each, just with their toilet paper, brought a flashlight in there <laughs> for literal months because no. neither of them wanted to be the one to pay for the new light bulb. You're fucking I could not possibly make this up. I know you're not. That's why. <laughs> no, you're not. And this is a house that I have been to within my lifetime, but only when I was like a really little kid. Uh-huh. Because back then was when my great grandmother was still alive, so the house was in better shape. Right. And like, you know, toilet paper in the bathroom and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys have to do if you needed to go? We just never went back over there after it started to get like that, basically. Oh. 
Nobody in the family ever goes to that house other than the two of them who live there now because everyone knows about that situation and everyone literally, if you mention going there, they'll just be like, I don't feel like bringing my own toilet paper to somebody's house, honestly. And that's it. Like, I can't believe they didn't have guest toilet paper. Like, all right, well, the medicine cabinet is guest toilet paper. Are you going to be the one to pay for the guest toilet paper? Because I don't want to be the one to pay they for the guest toilet paper. They should pay for the guest toilet it paper. It is such a ridiculous situation. <laughs> it is. I don't know how you can live with someone for that long and not find some kind of a way to get along with them, right? Right. Like, me and my siblings have had rough times over the years, as siblings always do, but, like, right. we, we, we always resolved it. Right. And I don't think we would ever reach the point where we, like, just wouldn't buy toilet paper jointly if we lived <laughs> together. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and, like... These are also, this is family that we haven't talked to for a couple of years now because of mm-hmm. like uh, stuff related to the cult thing, actually. So I the guess that does thing? still connect. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. One of them is like started a cult or something. Or okay, involved. so it's not one of the two great aunts, but uh, my regular aunt, my mom's sister, not my grandmother's sisters, uh, yes. who started the cult. And she managed to just suck most of the rest of the family into it over the course of the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, I, she's, she's like, she's still out there doing it as well. Yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, the only explanation is that like, she's apparently like really charismatic over the internet somehow. I honestly, once TikTok exploded, I was just like, oh fuck, she is exactly narcissistic enough for this to really appeal to her. Oh no. I wonder if her account is going to explode with people like watching her shit ironically. Yeah. I have not seen anything like that. I've got no reason to believe that that has been happening. But like the whole time that TikTok was like first really exploding, I was just like, (laughs) oh shit. (laughs) This this might be the time. (laughs) I can't wait for the story of you, like you or Noah, like scrolling one day and you're like well guess who i saw today right and like i don't i don't even honestly know if she's like tech and social media savvy enough to do that Mm -hmm. i don't even know what corners of the internet she lurks on Mm -hmm. but i know that is what she's doing right and she's got i don't know some number of people who i don't think have ever met her or anything and but they're like listening to her like spiritually and stuff because she um okay so these great aunts Uh uh-huh she manipulated them by claiming to be able to talk to dead relatives. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yeah, she did the same to my grandma after my grandpa died. She claimed that she had messages from him from beyond the grave, and she was able to manipulate her using that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my god! So she's. It like, is such an absolutely insane situation. Oh what god. an incredible! What a strong opening what to this st- podcast. What a strong- I haven't even said my name yet. <laughs> just uh, before we even do and it, I'm just like, hello. My aunt started a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and, and fucking toilet paper. Like, and toilet paper. I would and- like. To, I would like to preface uh, to preface that the reason why we keep the toilet paper. <laughs> Um, in the medicine cabinet in the upstairs bathroom is because my cat likes to take it and rip it up. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. we're like, all right, totally there's, there's toilet to paper yeah. up here. However, like it's hidden away it's because- just, It's put away where he's not going to get it. Because he's not tall that enough. That makes perfect sense. Yes, because he's not tall enough to open the cabinet right. with his little 
little fingers with no and, and he can't buy his own toilet paper so he doesn't get to do that right right we haven't we haven't opened up our creator fund yet for him to get his right, executive right. funny sub to the sub to the patreon at the at the buy trisket toilet paper tier one dollar a month oh my god speaking of buying toilet paper once a month uh hi guys welcome to the sixth inaugural episode of the between the fridges podcast my name is carly and my name is Jeff. I'm a, I'm a guest. <laughs> yes, yes. So Amanda um, is unfortunately very uh, not good. So um, today, instead of uh, you guys hearing me ramble for an hour about fucking God knows what. Oh, uh, who even knows where we're going to go from here? No, we don't even. Jeff and I are going to ramble for an hour about God knows what. Right. So, and first off, it's about cults. I love it. It's toilet paper and cults first. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, since toilet paper was that hot commodity in 2020. That's true. I, I'm sure. That's true. They must have been fucking strong. They must have been having a real hard time. I wonder if they managed to set aside their differences like for, for a, a little day. while against a common enemy. It's like a Toilet day. paper scarcity. I could imagine, like, you know, like a breakup scene and like a... 2000s or like whatever a netflix movie where they're standing <laughs> like each one of them is behind a door and one of them sheepishly knocks and is like i have an extra roll of toilet paper if you want <laughs> <laughs> and then you just like quiet the and then just, just opens and, and then the hand reaches <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like we're fine honestly for now. i think the funniest possible outcome of that situation would be that like the toilet paper shortage happened and they didn't even notice because they each had enough of a stockpile individually. Oh yeah. That they just had enough. Like the lady on Extreme Couponing who had the toilet paper basement. What? Do you not know about that? I don't think I saw that. So, I saw stuff about people who had this like ridiculous amount of toilet yeah. paper stockpiled and stuff. I never heard about anyone. So here. there was an episode of Extreme Couponing right? on TLC. Yeah. The Learning Channel. Right. I learned a lot about this lady. I bet you did. <laughs> sure did. So she had like obviously she was couponing right. at an extreme level. Holy shit. <laughs> And, oh, is that why they call it that? Yes. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Oh, shit, right? So, <laughs> so there was a segment where this lady who's um, from our city, I probably should censor out where we're fucking from. Oh, yeah, yeah. So here I that. am doxing myself. Oops. <laughs> so she, <laughs> in her basement... There's like a part of her basement where you open the door and it's just like... It's a secret compartment in the basement metal even? Metal shelving of nothing but toilet paper. Oh, wow. Nothing. She had the metal shelving and everything? Yes. She was ready for this. Yeah, and then like everything was like nice and like wrapped. It was like the... I, I don't remember if it was like the individually wrapped toilet papers or the like 12 packs. If you're stockpiling and you're buying individually wrapped rolls of toilet paper, I feel like you have drastically misunderstood your own goal, right? <laughs> Like, <laughs> like if you're stockpiling, don't you want like larger amounts rather than like, oh my God, it was like everything. She didn't care what it was. Right. Just any way that she could acquire more toilet paper. That woman, I bet she was fucking strapped. She was strapped oh, she for the 2020 toilet paper shortage. Oh, I bet she was a scalper, a toilet paper scalper. Oh my God. Just charging people ridiculous amounts of money because they couldn't get it anywhere else. Going up a Facebook marketplace. Like, oh yeah. Hey guys, I know you're all desperate. What a cesspool Facebook marketplace Five. is. <laughs> Five rolls of toilet paper for $20 if you get a 6125. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. Horrifying. Yeah, the the whole way through 2020, we only ever paid like regular prices for ours, but we were buying like the real shit, like OnePlus stuff. Yeah. Because like, you know, it's, it's what was available. You were there. I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I teleported on fucking 2020. Right. Yeah. Like, like you, you know what it was surprise. like. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. Like it sucked, but we got through it. It was fine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like I remember the one time uh, Amanda called me from the grocery store because she was like, hey, I know we're supposed to like. I know there's like a toilet paper sort shortage, right. but like I'm probably gonna grab like extra, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's and so what she, everybody else was doing, but so it was you like, had to just like we yeah. knew people who bought extras and then like offered it to all of their friends. Oh yeah, and like, they were just like, hey, if anybody needs it, we have it. We just wanted to make sure it wasn't like getting stockpiled by somebody who wasn't going to share it. Right, right, and it was really just like because at the time we had like three people living with us. It was the two of us and then a dude. And so she was like, well, I mean, we could get the extra, like, the extra, like, big pack because, you know, we don't fucking know what that guy does upstairs. Like, <laughs> maybe he needs it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and a lot of people were panic purchasing, uh, like, tissues at that same time as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, uh. yeah. And that I mean, was the more annoying part to me is like, I just, I couldn't buy tissues. Yeah. I want to be able to blow my notes on something other than toilet paper sometimes. Like, yeah. Come on. Because at the end, like, oh, and what my... you do? Are you wiping your ass with Kleenex? <laughs> Who's doing that? Like, yeah. why were people buying it so much? I think it's just like, it was just because there was no toilet paper to buy and people thought that they needed something. But it's just like, are you going to do that? Really? I just thought people thought that it was just inevitable. They were like, okay, cool. I'm about to get the vid and right. um, I don't want to rub my nose on a McDonald's napkin. So better just grab as many tissues as I can. Right. Speaking of messes. Speaking of messes. Speaking of messes. Uh, I know that I had tweeted about this like yeah. last week. Um, you've never heard of Vinyl Goddess from Mars. I have never heard of Vinyl Goddess from Mars. You've, if you can believe it. I, I can't. I also, when did it come out? 95. That's the same year that I came out from from like <gasps> being birthed. The gay? No. <laughs> 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 no, that's the year that I was that I was born, that I came oh, out like like into burst. the world, that I entered, oh, that I came, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. It was the year you came out. I, I mean, I technically I wasn't birthed. It was a C-section, mm. so I exited, but <laughs> more of a removal. <laughs> really, it was like forced removal than yeah. anything. No, like so. I context. I posted this tweet last week or just a couple days ago. I don't remember at this point. Um, basically saying that like I've kind of been on like a nostalgia trip for video games. Oh, totally. And the only two that have been on my brain that I want to play right now are Dark Cloud for the PS2 and Vinyl Goddess for Mars, which was on a floppy disk. And a floppy disk, not a, even not even a regular disk. I'm not fucking floppy. I disc. have never used a floppy disk in my life. That's the only time I've ever used a floppy disk. Wow. Yeah. For Vinyl Goddess from Mars. Yeah, Vinyl Goddess from Mars. Okay, so what kind of game is this? So okay, it's a platformer. It's okay. A, it's a platformer. It was actually supposed to originally be Jill of the Jungle Two. Um. What? Yes. <laughs> First of all, Jill of the Jungle is a video game. Okay. Second of all, they were going to make a sequel for it. Sure. But the and instead they made Vinyl Goddess from Mars. Because the original gaming company said, no, I don't, like, I don't know about this. This is weird. They wanted to put out some, like, I made a note of it. It was, like, something called, like, Jumping Jackrabbit or something. Sure. Another um, platformer, probably. Yeah. And so. A lot of platformers around that time. So then they changed, like, 
basically the the premise of it and whatever and the gameplay is probably like identical but just like the aesthetics are reskinned yes yep and then they made Vinyl Goddess from Mars. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you remember the plot of Vinyl Goddess from Mars? I very specifically did not look anything up because I wanted you to be explaining it to me right now. <laughs> Amazing. Because Live I have and found, unfiltered reaction. Because I have found so, I like probably an hour before you got to the house. Yeah. I found so much fucking shit. It's oh not even God. so much. It's like just enough. And it's really- Well, it's going to be more than I was expecting, I bet. Okay, cool. So this is the- um, this is the summary of the plot. Okay. So set in the year 200 billion. I'm Whoa. not fucking joking. 200 that billion. That is very far in the future. The plot <laughs> follows our scantily clad heroine okay. named Vinyl. Um, by oh, the way, her name? Her name is Vinyl. Oh, so is it Vinyl comma goddess from Mars? They don't put a, they don't put a comma. I didn't is, see a comma there. It is but literally like... just Vinyl goddess from Mars. Okay. Which is why it's very confusing. Like, why is her name Vinyl? But okay. okay. All right. So... Her outfit also solely consists of a leotard and thigh-high stilettos. Okay, that was what I thought the word vinyl referred to, is just that, like, she's just wearing this latex shit all the time, and I was like, mm-hmm. why don't they call it latex goddess from Mars? And, like, but then I was like, oh, that sounds too suggestive. I get it. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, isn't that the point? I assumed initially that it was a porn game, honestly. Yeah, I mean... It's what it looks like a little bit. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. So- <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Give me we'll the plot get to here. that. Yeah, so, what's, what's going on with this? So the plot follows vinyl. Um, on her way to an intergalactic B-movie convention. That sounds like it fucks. <laughs> I want to go to that. When a sudden... I'm going to go get frozen until the year 2 billion and <laughs> so that I can go to this. Like, go see like Terminator 27, like 2000, I mean. Terminator yeah, go far, to go that far into the future and then be like, all right, with all of this retrospect, here's the best B-movies ever made. Like, I really hope by then... Sign me the fuck up. I really hope by then they put out Avatar 3. I'm gonna be honest. If they don't, I won't mind. That yeah, I'm, st- I'm not gonna watch Avatar two either. It's just like I didn't even watch Avatar one. You're not missing out on all that much at this. But like the, the 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 main benefit of it was seeing it in the theater for the 3D effects and stuff. Like that was the thing. It yeah. was a visual spectacle, and that was all that it was really trying to be. It was all it needed to be. It right. was great for that. Mm-hmm. And when the new one was coming out, I was kind of like, yeah, I bet this is gonna look really cool, and that'll be just about that. And that's part of the reason that I didn't want to go see it. Like I was just like, I, if I feel like watching a movie that just looks cool and doesn't have much going on, I'm going to watch something that looks cool and has a little bit more going on because that's more fun. I'm going right. to watch Suspiria or something. Like that's yeah. just fun to me. Or like Theodore Rex. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But like I just, I don't care about an Avatar movie. Yeah. Uh, if James Cameron isn't making Terminator sequels, I just don't care what he's doing. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't really care about most of the Terminator sequels either. <laughs> Once you get past the third one, there I, I haven't watched any. They're the past same the third thing. one it, actually. Yeah. It's just like okay, more time traveling robots. Okay, yeah. let's. I'm cool with that. I'll yeah. watch the other sequels, but like, I don't. I don't care about Avatar movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so okay. So, okay. So anyway. back to Vinyl Goddess from Mars. So though. I keep getting a side. No, you're fine. I don't care. <laughs> so. So, Vinyl's on her way to an intergalactic B-movie convention. Right. 
when a sudden meteor shower throws her ship off course. I hate when that happens. So Vinyl ends up crash landing into a strange planet. Sure. Where you have to help the lovely goddess find her belongings before it's too late to reach the convention in time. It's just gathering her stuff up before she leaves this planet again? Basically. What, her, what like, like her suitcase just flew out the window while she was entering they, the atmosphere or something? You honestly don't see it because they, there's like a plot button in the menu or like um, or whatever and then you click the plot button and it's just text. Oh, it just, it just like the like the opening crawl on a Star Wars movie, just telling you all the background information. Yeah, that it's you more need fucking Star Wars. Start, and then the game is just going and doing tasks so that you can leave the planet. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Is she from Mars? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. okay she went okay. from Mars to this intergalactic to B movie convention. wherever this B movie convention is. Yes, okay. but then her ship went. And then her ship just wow. Uh. Yeah, and so you go around, and there's some like monsters, and you'll grab like. Sure. You know, these little vials of, like, explosive. And you could throw explosives. This sounds you almost just... to me like the plot was recycled from something that was supposed to be, like, a Star Trek game or something. Oh, I was Because say... that, that sounds like an episode of Star Trek to me. <laughs> or... It's just, we're on our way from this place to this place. But then, oh, no, cosmic events we... occurred and we landed on this yeah. planet. Now we have to perform tasks in order to be able to leave again. Yeah, it's like... That's the, the plot of so many episodes of Star Trek. It's like the plot of Star Trek, but, like... The game looks like it definitely should have been Jill of the Jungle. Right, right, of course. Like, because they weren't going to change it that much, let's be right, real. Right, <laughs> right. Because she's like in like these jungle planets. And then you have this like alien with Google long Jill legs. Of the jungle to find out what's going on with that. And then you have this alien, like he's like a, he looks like a frog with long legs and shoots fire. What? <laughs> There's also there's also literally like the piranha plants from Super Mario, but then they shoot out these green balls. Sure, um, sure. And I'm like trying to remember because I played a little bit of it um, last night just to be like, okay, like what kind of shit's on here? Um, but the big thing I remember are the frog things with the log legs who shoot fire. And then there's like no way to like duck from the fire or like fireballs that get thrown at you. So you just kind of have to fucking You just take have it. to get hit? Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah. You Platformer can look... combat is supposed to be entirely about dodging things. Yeah. And what? like you can jump, but you can only jump at like one height. So like you can. It j- gives you a short jump on a platformer? You know, it's a big jump. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a lot. It's a high. It's like a, high. Okay. A very high jump. So it's really fun sure. when you go to like jump on a platform that's mm-hmm. like moving, but you miss your. Oh, but you misjudge it. You oh, misjudge no. your jump because they only make you jump very high yeah. and then you jump into some spikes and then you have a fireball man fireball frog throwing fire at you and then you die but what's really cool about the game is there's no like lives they just like send you back to the beginning and go okay girl have fun like okay just do it again yeah that's it exactly an awful lot of older games were like that weren't they yeah where it was really... just like all right you lost but that's like you don't really lose like, you just okay, gotta start well, over uh, yeah and like the dark souls model kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you died. That's just part of the game. Keep like, it going. Like, oh, man, like, that sucks. That's it. <laughs> and then you pick up, like, weapons, like, various weapons. Like, you can do, like, little swords or big swords. There's no slashing. She just throws them. So, like, you either get these swords that you just throw, like, at a normal speed, or you get swords that you throw at a super speed, okay. or you get, like, those... um those throwing stars that ninjas have. Sure can, yeah. Um, yes, she'll get those and then throw them at people. Right. Um, that's the only weapons I know of, at least. Oh, and the little potions that you can throw at people that blow up. 
Oh, nice. Um, classic, all the classics, really. Exactly. Okay, so in Googling Jill of the Jungle, number one, I'm finding that like it looks exactly like every other game from 1992 that I have ever looked at. Uh-huh. They only knew how to make one game back in 1992. Uh-huh. But also, I've just learned it was made by a company called Epic Mega Games. Yes, it was. Which has now shortened its name down just to Epic, Epic Games. Games. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. I've played their stuff. Yeah. Wow! Don't they? they don't I didn't know they used to have a stupid name. That's fun. They that's did. a fun thing to learn. They did. So here's actually to piggyback off that a fun fact. There's three of these. Jill of the Jungles. Jill of the Jungle. Yes. Vinyl Goddess from Mars was supposed to be Jill of the Jungle too. Yes. So and they said no, but then they made two more Jill of the Jungle games anyway. Yes, so okay. this is what I found. So, right. originally planned as a sequel to Epic Mega Games' Jill of the Jungle, at one point during development, Epic was not pleased with the quality of the game and opted to publish Jazz Jackrabbit at the time instead. I bet people loved that. So, um, Jill of the Jungle 2 was right. moved to a different gaming company. I'm not 100% sure at the moment which one it was. I forgot to write that down. I will try and find that right now. I'm sure you will find it. Like, it's really easy to find. <laughs> and then um, they changed sort of some assets of it. And then that's when Vinyl Goddess from Mars happened. Um, okay. So, yeah. Like, uh, so the reason why I'm so attached to this game um, is because when I was like a kid, I was probably like five, six years old. Um, my dad would like take me to his buddy's house. Uh, he just said it was his friend. Um, what I didn't know was it was one of my dad's dealers and I would sit in like, you know, when people had computer rooms in the nineties. Right, right, right. So I would tiny little dingy room that just has the computer and one chair. Uh huh. So I would sit in the computer room while my dad would do whatever Whatever he he was was doing doing. (laughs) and... Holy shit. And I would play Vinyl Goddess from Mars. I was like six years old. It was like one of my first like video game experiences. And so like I've there's a part of me that's always thought about it because I was like, oh my God, I remember having such a great time. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But like I remember having such a great time playing this game. For a while, I didn't know what the name was. And so I like... Well, right, because you just forget that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so like I Googled like floppy disk games with a female lead and then this random article came up and I'm scrolling through. Oh, and stuff just pops up, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like looking and I was just like, yeah, that's not it. That's not it. And then I saw Vinyl Goddess from Mars and I was like, holy shit, that might be it. I click on it and I see her busty, crusty face in the gameplay preview in the lower right hand corner. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. that's my bitch. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Your brother, luckily, yeah, when he I just p- found an emulator. He found an emulator. It, it yeah. works perfect. Nice. It works perfect. I was like, holy shit. I was I was over there killing my frogs and I had to figure out how to jump and stuff and like throw things because, you know, there's no tutorial really. It's just like, yep, you just go in and you just do it. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I finally figured out how to do that. So I made it past a couple levels and and you can save. So I was like, oh, shit. Oh, nice. So I have my progress saved so that I can go back if I want to and play right. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's very fun. So there's a lady. There's a lady that like models. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lady that models for the game. Right. Uh, you see her on like the cover of the game and she's on the main menu. Yeah. And she's on the poster that comes with it. 
Oh, right, right. Because so, it comes with a poster. Because you were talking about horny. The fact that it comes with a poster is honestly the thing that made me assume it was probably a porn game. <laughs> it's So it's not exactly a porn game. They right. really like to show off uh, Vinyl's ass in it. Right, though. okay. It's kind of like the Mortal Kombat games. Where it's like, this is not intended to be pornographic in nature, yeah. but like whatever article of clothing we can manage to have these characters not wear, yes. we're doing that. Yes, and her climbing <laughs> is like super suggestive. What? what? Yeah, her climbing How is... Do you- <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on. I've played some games with some very unnecessary sexualization of very non-sexual actions. How do you climb suggestively? So you know, okay, so you know like when you do like a frog swim? Oh, sure, yeah. And have the legs? Yeah, that like, yeah. They have, when vinyl climbs vines or ropes, her legs (laughs) do this like... Frog is swimming the dumbest sort of thing. way to climb, and she's got a fucking dumpy when she climbs. Up well, on those, I mean, of course. Like, okay. <laughs> Did you think that she wouldn't? Like, I'm come like, on. What now. the hell? I'm like, what the what? hell? Okay. Who so, thinks of this? <laughs> who was the animator just doing pixel art tirelessly <laughs> in 1995? Who was just like, yeah, all right. So when she climbs, they want me to <sighs> give her an ass. They want me to. <laughs> Make sure that her ass is clearly visible. Oh, I gotta try and I gotta try and make climbing look sexy. Okay, all right. Let's just I'll just have her do this like frog pose, and then the. Oh, like, I hope he was getting paid well, but I like. I really hope so. Oh, uh, oh my god! Yeah, so like. <laughs> I do feel like they probably did that though because I think this is one of the first games that went from 8-bit to 16-bit. So they were like, oh my God, we have oh, so many bits to work we with. We got so many extra bits. There's so many bits. We're going to shade her ass. We're going to make sure it looks big. That, that, I mean, that was kind of the way that things went the moment that they realized they could make video games sexy, right? Yeah. Because they were just like, oh, can, can we do that? We, oh, let's let's be doing that then. Yeah. Okay, let's. They're like, oh, we have more, we have more pixels to use? Give her tits. Like, yeah. <laughs> can you make them bounce? Can you develop a way to make them bounce? Like, then, we like, need that for this next Street Fighter game. Come on. And then the magnum opus of it all is just Bayonetta. <laughs> it seems that way, right? She's like the magnum opus of let's use every single fucking pixel we possibly can. Like, move to over, make this, Silent Hill. <laughs> make the sexiest yeah. fucking female protagonist. And like, that's the whole point. That's the entire idea. <laughs> right. So I don't even know what the Bayonetta games are about. I I have no clue either. I just know it's a hot. Yeah, like I know a hot lady with big boobs. Like that's that's it. Um, (laughs) but speaking of hot ladies with big boobs, right, right. The lady who models, for Vinyl Goddess from Mars. So her name is Deborah Dare. Okay. Fun fact about Deborah Dare: uh, she was the winner of Miss Nude Universe in 1993. What? Uh huh. What a shock. Why why would they choose a person like that to model for this game? <laughs> so That's so strange. What did you say her name was? How was that spelled? So I know how to so well, I know to avoid Googling her in the well, future. <laughs> actually, so just in case you want to avoid Googling right. her, you would also want to avoid checking LinkedIn for her because she oh. also has a LinkedIn profile that I found. 15 minutes before you came. Right, to my 1993 house. was not like that long ago. She is still out there doing things. Uh-huh. Is she is she doing well? 
Uh, she seems to be doing well. I mean, well. she's on LinkedIn, so like... Yeah, she seems to be doing well. She's a she's a writer cool. uh, that I saw. Here we go. Um, she Her name on LinkedIn is Deborah, a.k.a. Miss Nude Universe Dare. Oh, she's really owning this. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, she has... Um, the first featured thing is a picture of her I guess if I won ass. Miss Nude Universe in any year, I would probably never shut up about that. That's true. Uh, the first featured thing is just a picture of her ass... Because <laughs> okay. you know LinkedIn, every single LinkedIn, every single LinkedIn connection that I have is like, I love my kids, I love my wife, right. I love. Just look at my ass. Literally, Miss Nude v- Universe voted best butt in the industry and most photographed nude oh, featuring well, exotic dancer okay. in the industry, taking over ten thousand photos with Lois Fox with three X's. These are impressive numbers, actually. This. <laughs> I, I, she is right to brag about this, yeah. I think. Also was Miss Nude Exotic Manitoba. Holy shit. Manitoba? Um, Whoa. That, I mean, that's, it's, it is Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, Miss nice Nude. of her to go to Manitoba for them. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> other photos from Miss Nude Universe. Um, wow. Yeah. And then here we go. Honors and awards. I'm not making fun of this woman. She's iconic. She's the lady I remembered from this thing. She's apparently got an awful lot of honors and awards. Honors like, and awards. Well, it's Miss Nude Universe 93-94. Oh, both. Back to back. Miss oh, Har- Miss Hardbody USA. Whoa. Miss, <laughs> Miss Nude Edmonton. And Miss... Well, she was first runner-up in... Edmonton. Miss, okay, yeah. so she was just killing it in Canada in the 90s. Yes. Whoa. And she was Miss Nude Exotic Manitoba. Right. And so... <laughs> Just absolutely destroying all the other models in Canada. So, yes. If 93, 94, that was her year. That was her like, time. Have you ever, I'm assuming you've been on LinkedIn? I actually have not. Okay, okay. I've never been, like, working in the fields that, like, require that kind of thing. Well, apparently you can be in any field you want because Miss Deborah Dare. Well, I mean, I didn't win Miss, um, <laughs> Miss Exotic Manitoba in any year at all. I, I've never done anything in Edmonton. Uh, I'm just- <laughs> I haven't even entered any of these competitions, right. honestly. I don't think I would do very well. It's just it's so funny it's... to me because I'm so used to like accounting people, insurance right, people, that's the, yeah, retail like people, business people. Yeah. yeah. That's so, what LinkedIn is like for. So seeing Deborah Dare talking about the awards that she's gotten. This is really uncommon there. Yeah. She put this description down. <laughs> this is like putting actual professional credentials on your Tumblr or something. <laughs> like this is just really strange. <laughs> <laughs> like like you know you have an author page and it's just like honors and awards i won best fan fiction for 2013 on tumblr.gov like <laughs> right <laughs> for my captain america yeah. iron man um world trade center alternate universe fan fiction like <laughs> right 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 like, so here's what she wrote in because basically what you can do you can you know write to, basically it's like a resume yeah so um, her honors and awards, you can write like a description right. of your honor and award. I want so badly to know what this woman is saying about herself. I will tell you. <laughs> I want to hear this. So her her description of her honor and award being Miss Nude Universe 93-94, yeah. Miss Hardbody USA, right. Miss Nude Edmonton, first runner up, and Miss Nude Exotic Manitoba right. goes as follows. <laughs> I want a lot of totals including most photographed nude model in the stripper industry with Louis Fox with three X's and Bill Schwanky. 
Best Hot damn, she was working with Bill Schlanky? She was working with Bill Schlanky. How the Schlanky. hell is that? I'm, li- I, I'm Google. Hold on. How is Schlanky spelled? No, it's it's Schwanky. Schwanky, my bad. My yes, bad. S-C-H. That's so much better. It's it's Bill, and then Schwanky is S-C-H-W-A-N-K-E. Okay, so just how it sounds. All yes. right. So, most, most photographed nude model in the stripper industry with Louis Vox and Bill Schwanky. That's, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Best butt in the business. Cream, Whoa. cream queen of the 90s. Whoa. And to the end of the millennium. Whoa. I also won Miss Exotic Universe favorite slash entertainer and hostess with the mostest. Oh, I damn. did. I did over 50 millimeter and my agusness. What? I was the first half of my the erotic duo, Truth and Dare. I just found William Schwanky's LinkedIn. <gasps> Slay! Okay, I just I need you to look at the second two words right after his name. <laughs> For our listeners, it says William Schwanky, <laughs> weed whacker. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. This is a different person. Oh no! This is a different person. I think my favorite thing. This guy's too young. I think my favorite thing. He's a volunteer firefighter and an EMT. Hot damn. Oh, no. Okay, I think I spelled it wrong. His last name? Yeah, is it with an E at the end or with a Y? Yeah, it's S-C-H-W-A-N-K-E. Oh, okay. Because this is definitely not quite the right guy. Um, There's a hockey player by the same name, apparently. Oh. Back in, uh, from 1959 to like 1963. Ooh, that's, that's fun. Right. Um, I think my favorite thing, because, you know, since she was, since she was, you know, in her prime in 93, 94. Right, right. That was her time. Which yeah. makes her like a boomer at this point, I would think, uh, or Gen X. Gen X, I think. I mean, how old was she at the time? I have no clue. Okay. There's like very little about her online, but. Oh. Um, my favorite thing is that her banner on her uh, LinkedIn is just um, a picture of her mouth. <laughs> that's it? That's it. That's and it? That's just a picture of her mouth. You think it's getting trimmed like that just because it's being used as a banner image. But no, that's the whole that's picture. That. And then and then her what? picture stating that she's open to work is... Um, a picture of one of her modeling uh, things for Fox Magazine. Okay, so when she says she's open to work, she doesn't just mean she's like doing things. She means like she's she's still open to modeling. She's still open to, open to modeling. Yes, good for her. Yes. Oh my god! But like, I found this. Oh, she also wrote an autobiography in May of 2021 uh, called "The Naked Truth About Deborah Dare." Um, oh, where. She says, this is my autobiography when I was Miss Nude Universe and traveled around the world. I also was a coordinator for all Miss Exotic competitions. I, with John O'Neill, did six Dare Girl magazines. We both were the marketing maniacs. We worked with Brian Glow, pyromaniac. Whoa. So she's an author. She's an entrepreneur. She's really out here doing shit. And she was out here representing Vinyl Goddess from Mars. Wow. And the way that they... So the game... So since it's like episodic, there's like three episodes. Oh, okay. The first one like was available, like it's like a shareable file or something like that, but you had to buy the other two. Uh. And there was like an order, like an order um, button. 
and it would be like help get vinyl to the convention and send a check to this address for twenty four ninety nine address. Ooh. <laughs> and then you'd pan through, and then it'd be like, if you order this uh, and send it to this address, you could get a poster of Vinyl Goddess for Bars, which was Deborah Dare, Miss Nude Universe from nineteen ninety three. So is it a poster of the game character, or is it a poster of Deborah Dare? It's a uh, it's a poster of Deborah Dare. Okay, dressed as the ah, main character Vinyl. That's their strongest move really literally yeah and then the main menu has her like in the vinyl outfit like, <laughs> right because that was an era of video games just using photographs and like actual like recordings of people instead of animating cutscenes because it was just cheaper that way yes that was a very goofy era of gaming yeah so it was just pictures and text yeah. and like a lot of people like get really mad at the ending of the game because it's just a text like basically the beginning of star just wars like how it was at the beginning yeah, but it's at just the a end, block of text and it was like read. you did it and they're like what the fuck there's no actual ending and they're like that's you Once won- again, this is 1990s <laughs> gaming. That's just the way that they were. Like, like you won the game. <laughs> like, like all right, you win. Boom. Exactly. Like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. I've been so obsessed with this game, so I'm very wow. glad I found it. Yeah. Um, Highly recommend it. Okay. There's nothing horny in it. I'm not a huge platformer fan, so I'm probably not going to check it out. God damn it. Honestly. Like, I, I have never been able to get into platformers. I just think they're just frustrating to me. No, that's valid. That's valid. It's it's also from 1995, so it's yeah. like not the best yeah. platformer that you I, could play. They, they, they weren't making the, the best work at that point. Right. Like, you know, we kind of entered uh, a golden age of gaming in the 2000s with like... Uh, the, the tail end of the N64 into, mm-hmm. like, the GameCube era mm-hmm. for Nintendo, the whole, like, PS1, PS2 era for mm-hmm. the PlayStation. The original Xbox had a ton of great stuff on it. Yeah. I, I love the Xbox 360 era, personally. Yeah. I actually, I still have a functioning Xbox 360. Oh, no shit. I, dude, the, the, the two functioning gaming consoles that I have are a Wii and an Xbox 360, oh and I God. still have a bunch of like my old games from those no yeah <laughs> that's so good yeah like i've got the old red dead redemption and actually i played red dead revolver on the original xbox oh that was during the xbox 360 era though we see i my brother and i were very slow to enter the gaming world because our mm. parents were kind of like hesitant about that at the yeah. time it was yeah, it was the 2000s it was the end of the night you know you know how parents yeah. were about absolutely everything and i'm sure they haven't changed all that much and i'm sure like, with like certain backgrounds too like yeah we were very very christian so yeah like, <laughs> yeah so when we got into video games it was like you know we bought our like gamecube right before the Wii came out so it was like prices were dropping and it was more affordable and we were mm. buying gamecube games and they were really cheap at the time and then we bought an xbox because we got it used and it was really cheap yeah because the 360s had already been out for a couple of years and we were like just playing older games yeah and it was really cool i'm really glad that i did it Mm -hmm. because it ended up giving me uh exposure to like a bunch of older games that i would have played Mm. if i had just been keeping up with things as it was coming out with other people my age right so like i do actually still have the experience of playing golden i64 with my friends a whole bunch yeah because we did that yeah i do have the experience of like having played luigi's mansion and like you know the older mario kart games and like red dead revolver yes and all that kind of stuff the original halo game like you know and like you know it, Halo 2 is better. It's I honestly I think Halo 2 is still my favorite Halo game. Oh. 
Once we got past the third one, I stopped liking any of the new ones. So I just so haven't really played any since <laughs> <Yeah>. Reach. <laughs> I didn't like Reach. And I was just uh, like, eh, I'm just not going to keep up with this anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime I want to play a Halo game, I just go for one of the first three or like, you know, ODST maybe mm-hmm. sometimes. ODST is like, okay. It just like, it's not the same, mm. you know? What am I talking about? <laughs> Speaking of, um, you said something about being Christian. Oh, yeah. You said something about, you not anymore. something about Christian rock. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, we've made it, I think we've made it very, hopefully, made it very established that we're not a Christian podcast. I should expect. I mean, we did just spend an awful lot of time talking about Miss Nude Universe 9394. <laughs> hey, guys. Miss Exotic Manitoba. <laughs> the Queen. <laughs> Hey guys, so breaking news. Um, no, but like, and would- just just to be clear, like we've been joking around a lot. I do actually respect this woman tremendously. That is yes. actually impressive stuff. Yes, it's just also really funny to talk about. Yeah, and it's just it's to me, it was just so funny to it see is. it on LinkedIn of all places. Yes, like, that's just not what you expect. Everywhere on LinkedIn. else, if it was a Facebook fan page, if it was an if Instagram, it was anywhere else, it, it would have been totally normal. Tumblr.gov. But it's LinkedIn. Exactly. I'm like, that's where I go to see a white man go. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm on I'm my gonna... Sigma male grind set. Nobody works like me. I've worked a hundred hours today. What today? the fuck have you done? And I'm like, yeah. take a fucking nap. That's I what... started four businesses since breakfast. <laughs> so, so you mentioned something about Christian rock to me, right? And also, I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw a video where somebody said that they had um, Republican guilty pleasures. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, is this a, a guilty pleasure that like you feel bad about because you are a Republican, or is it like you feel bad about it because it's a Republican thing? Yes, because it's a Republican okay. thing, and as a liberal, these are my right, Republican right, right. guilty pleasures. Um, so, shooting rifles is one of mine. I fucking love shooting rifles. I'm really I'm like, good at it. That sounds very fun. Like I'm not like professional grade good at it, but I am like regular person who doesn't practice surprisingly good at it. You know. Uh huh. And it's just, it's fun. If you haven't tried it if, and you get the chance, I kind of recommend it as long as you're with the right people. Yes. That's the big problem is you have to be with the right people. Yeah. Like, I but like, I think that's the most Republican thing that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Also, I don't do it very often. Right. At all. I don't own a rifle. So like, I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine you like walking around with a musket. Like, just. Oh, a blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dumping shit in there. <laughs> be like, all right. Boom. <laughs> I wear a goofy helmet when I do it. (laughs) Does it have the does it have the ears too? It does now. (laughs) It's it's not like an actual helmet, it's like a helmet that resembles goofy. Oh, 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 I was imagining, okay, so I, because I said blunderbuss, I was imagining like a conquistador helmet. Oh, Okay, yes. okay. I was You're thinking, thinking like Goofy, the, the, the Goofy cartoon from, character, yeah, the dog. Yeah, Goofy from Kingdom Hearts. Like, right, 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 from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes, I remember the, the first time that Goofy was ever introduced in Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. <laughs> 
<laughs> and no. then they started putting him in those Mickey Mouse cartoons. <laughs> like, what the fuck that was a pretty doing? strong move for his career, <laughs> diversifying. Yeah, like, like what the fuck, Goofy? Where's your Keyblade? <laughs> Not just being in Kingdom Hearts. You know, the first time I saw Goofy wasn't in Kingdom Hearts because I've actually never played Kingdom Hearts. Me neither. <laughs> it's one of those like like that in Final Fantasy. I always get confused. Yeah, they're like they're like one of those things where it's like they're they're the same game in my yeah. head. Kingdom- because I've never played either of them, and I don't know what they're like. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is basically just Final Fantasy. Are, oh, are they the actually Dis- similar? But the Disney version? This whole time, I have felt bad about confusing them because I thought that they were like wildly different games. I mean, they are like wildly right, different. Right. Kingdom Hearts but has the most- is it in like a Halo Call of Duty kind of way? Where it's I like, would- we act like they're different games, but let's, let's be real Yeah. Here. Yeah, It's okay, kind of like okay. how they have that like- that new Dreamlight Valley game, the Disney Dreamlight Valley. I have no idea. <laughs> it's like a farming simulator. Oh, okay. On Disneyland. Oh, it's just Disney wanted to make Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Disney okay. wanted to make Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley. They saw Valley. that everybody loved Animal Crossing and yeah, Stardew Valley. Yeah, and then you have like right a love interest. Like, so it's basically, it's basically like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley had a baby. Okay. And the baby just really loves Mickey Mouse. That sounds horrible, honestly. That's Disney Dreamlight Valley. It sounds like they really missed the mark on yes. what people liked about those games. Yes. So, but they're like, all right, I'm going to go grow some uh, radishes and flirt with Kristoff while I'm at it. I'm like, sure, oh, sure. Okay, pop off. <laughs> is he the, wait, is Kristoff the reindeer? No. He's the guy who owns the reindeer. Yes. Oh, okay. He's the okay, guy who okay. owns the reindeer. So. <laughs> What's the reindeer's name? I think his name was. I only saw that movie once. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I don't remember. Svetlana? Sven, probably. Sven, okay, that's a, yes. that's a very stereotypical Svetlana, Nordic name. I don't know. But, okay, so have... <laughs> so one of the things that this person said was their... Republican, oh, right, Republican guilty pleasures. That I agree with Okay. is uh, butt rock. It goes hard sometimes. You know what? My mom's a Nickelback fan. See? So I grew up thinking liking Nickelback was normal. Yeah. That's how fucked up I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to do with like the cult of the toilet paper thing or anything it's because it's i grew up thinking that liking nickelback was normal but that's the thing my parents my parents love fucking butt rock oh yeah god smack i Metallica. honestly i love god smack the first three albums are so they've good. got some I, faceless is such a good album it's really it's good it's got such good like, shit on it some of the oh. s- some of the people that they have on this uh on this screenshot are Three Doors Down, Theory of a Dead Man. I, okay, um, okay. I can tolerate Three Doors Down. Yeah. You know, when Kryptonite comes on, I'm like, ooh. But yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. But like Theory of a Dead Man, I refuse to tolerate. Theory of a Dead I Man. I do not like yeah, them. Yeah, I'm like, not They're a not fan. so good. Um, Daughtry. I've um, literally only heard one Daughtry song, and it's the one that has Slash on it, so it's not even like a good representation of what Daughtry usually sounds like. Yeah. Uh, I don't get the impression I'm missing out. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buck Cherry is on this list. I've um, heard one song from Buck Cherry. My parents and have I think been, you know which one it is, even. It's I've, Crazy Bitch, Yes, obviously. it is. It is. It's the only one anyone's heard. My parents have the entire album, so oh. I know some things, but I only know of Crazy Bitch. Right. Um, I mean, like, is the rest of the album okay? 
Oh, okay, yeah. I think it just sounds like everything else. It's probably what you expect, right? I, li- I hear it and I go, ooh, I'm 10 again. Right, like, right, ooh, right. I'm yeah. in fourth grade. That's, okay, that's the same as the way <laughs> I feel most times that I hear Nickelback songs. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man, this sure does sound like another Nickelback song. Yeah, like, whenever, whenever... It's not terrible, but it's not like anything special either. I don't Exactly. Care. Whenever like, I want to get teleported back to like 2003 or feel like I live with my parents, I just throw in a dad rock playlist. Oh, sure. I'm like, oh, amazing. Uh, oh my gosh, Creed and Hinder are on this list. I don't think Creed should be on this list as butt rock creed is like the butt rock band oh isn't it like they probably are that's that's the the context that i have always heard them referred to in i think more hinder as the butt rock band but okay i do hinder's another one of those bands i have heard one song is it lips Lips of an an angel angel. of course (laughs) (laughs) it's the one that everybody knows and i really don't like it i fucking hate that song it's terrible and it's like you know, uh, I know people who think that it's actually like low key good. Yeah, people and they are, like, are rightfully embarrassed like, by that. Oh, but that's, like, it's so romantic, and I'm like, no. What do you mean? He's Every lyric of the song is his... like, I'm cheating on my wife, <laughs> and my girlfriend calls me late at night. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 end lyric of the chorus is literally, "You make it so hard to be faithful." Like, dude. Yeah. The line is, my girl's in the next room. Sometimes I wish she was you. Like, dude, just dump her then. Let yeah. Cut her loose so she can actually live her life with a partner who likes her. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Instead of like, you know, like what? quietly in the bathroom, like, hey, babe, oh my fucking God, she's being so fucking annoying. Can't yeah, she's fucking like, sleeping right now. And like, <laughs> if the house? song were just like somewhat altered, so it's like, uh, you know, maybe it's like a high school kid trying to make mm. sure his parents don't hear him talking to his girlfriend late at night. Mm-hmm. That would actually be really sweet. But I could get behind that one because, like, my I remember dad's that. A kid's you bop. know, my dad's yeah, right. Yeah, the kids bop, kids bop hinder. <laughs> the kids bop lips of an angel is about that. But like, and like that could be good. Curiously, kids bop hinder could be better than regular hinder. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And then that song's just terrible, though. I hate it. It I really cannot is. Cannot get into it. Yeah, and then the rest of them that they have are a puddle of mud. Oh yeah, stained. Hundred percent. Nickelback yeah, and Five Finger Death Punch. I am so glad that people are putting Five Finger Death Punch on butt rock lists rather than bad metal band lists. Well, yeah, weren't they? Weren't they doing like a like a pro cop rally? That sounds right. Or something. Their whole brand has been we love the troops for most of their existence. Yeah. So like of course they like cops. I just I only know about this because I heard news that like the band Trapped was banned from that concert or something. Like for was, being like too alt right, yeah. Too alt. Their singer is like such a piece of shit. Yeah, he is a piece of shit. Yeah. Um but But can you imagine being such a piece of shit that you get kicked off of the Blue Lives Matter tour <laughs> with Five Finger Death Punch? <laughs> right? What? Right. That is the most embarrassing thing on earth. It is You would never catch me putting that on my LinkedIn. No. <laughs> no. Never. I would never. get kicked off that tour for a totally different reason. Right, exactly. I wouldn't get um, booked on that tour because nobody knows who I am, but like right. <laughs> I would get kicked off that tour for a totally different reason. Exactly. Um, what else do they have? Okay, so first the ne- show, I'd just be covering "Killing the Killing in the Name" by Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> and I I would do like the Faith No More thing, where you just play the song over and over until you get booed off the stage. That would be it. No, and I would not play a second show. No, have you heard about that? The way Faith No More, they did their like uh, cover of. Are you familiar with Faith No More? No. Oh shit! You don't know the song "Epic." No. Oh, I bet it's one of those songs that like I bet you would like kind of recognize if you heard it. Okay. 
Um, they were a, they were they were a big name in like uh, you know late '90s rap rock and whatnot. Okay, you know, all, uh, yeah, they weren't anything like Limp Bizkit, but okay. they would get mentioned in the same sentences. You know, sure. that kind of thing. Yes, and they did a cover of War Pigs by Black Sabbath that's mm-hmm. like really really good. Mm. And they at one point, I think it was when like. I don't remember what war it was that the U.S. got involved in that they, you know, shouldn't have. And it was like, you know, just, yeah, classic U.S. military stuff. Yeah. So as an act of protest at a very high-profile show, Faith No More got up and they played War Pigs. And then when they were done, they played War Pigs again. No. And then when they were done with that, they played War Pigs again. No. They just played War Pigs over and over until they got booed off the stage. No. <laughs> That would be me on the Blue Lives Matter tour, just playing Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine <laughs> over and over. Oh, Except my. they wouldn't get it. Right. Because <laughs> they don't know what that song is about. It's like the whole thing with, um, I think it's Lil Tecca who uh, does Red Kingdom. and I don't think I know that one. It's a, yeah, I think it's Lil Tecca. And people on TikTok use it all the time, okay. like Republicans do, because, you know, red, and uh, they're like, right. welcome to the Red Kingdom. But the dude, Lil Tecca, uh, or whoever whoever is the the man behind the song, right, right. is not a Republican. Right. The song's yeah. for, like, a basketball team, but the Republicans nice. are like, this is our song, bitch. Right, right. And he's like... Because that's what they do. No! Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, what the fuck? Right. Well, just like, I, I feel like every other month I see some article written about, like, some band asking prominent Republican, uh, you know, uh, pol- politicians and such to just, like, stop using their music at their rallies because they hate them. Didn't somebody do that to Ted Cruz? Somebody did that to Ted Cruz kind of recently, yeah. Um, while Trump was on the campaign trail, he got a bunch of angry letters from Dropkick Murphys. Uh, among other artists, like there just tons and tons of people oh, who like yes. use all this like you know angry anti-establishment music, thinking that it's like about them for some reason, <laughs> and then the people who wrote the songs are like, no, it's about you the other way. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is about how we think you suck. Oh my god, we fucking hate you. Yeah, like it's so funny to me. The right? other thing, the other thing that they said was a uh, Republican guilty pleasure. Right, Chick Fil A. Boo. <laughs> moving on no uh, respect <laughs> <laughs> moving on uh making fun of joe biden right right um asking for straws when out to eat why because of the whole turtles thing and the plastic well, but like recycling. why why ask for a straw i mean like i don't know are you so as an adult are you so attached to the notion of drinking through a straw that like Maybe some people are germaphobes and they're like, okay, maybe they you're don't... still drinking out of the glass. That's true. Like, what difference does it make whether you're putting your lip directly on it or not? The liquid is in the glass. Maybe, maybe they think like if they touch their lips to a glass that could have been touched by somebody of the same sex. Oh no, that's gay. That's gay. That's, gay. <laughs> that's horrible. Ew. No, no. <laughs> Speaking of gay, like, what do they do at home? I don't know. They just do they just drink out of their glasses, even though other men might have drank out of their glasses? Like it's gay. Do they prevent other men drinking out of their own glasses when they're at home? Like when they have people over, they like bring your own glasses. Yes, drink out of straws. I will give you whatever <laughs> beverage you want, but you bring your, your own, own glass. glass. <laughs> because I refuse to have another man's lips on my glasses. <laughs> just like your 
more than welcome to come to my house or bring your own motherfucking toilet paper. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gay, like what? Texas Roadhouse is also on this person's list. Is just because it's got Texas in it? I think so. Is that it? Okay. Okay. I mean, oh, no, you know what? I can, I, I buy that as a Republican thing. Texas. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like the that, whole vibe is very Republican. That honey butter is very like. It's the peanuts everywhere for me. It is. It's the peanuts it's all the over peanuts the floor. It's the peanuts everywhere. It's the, that just feels so like the just throw things on the floor and let and somebody else clean, clean it, it up. up thing. Yes. Yeah. That's just Ew. so. Yo, leave it for the help. Like what? <laughs> What are you Ew. talking about? No. Ew. I already feel bad enough that this person is carrying my food from the kitchen to the table. Let me Wait. do that, please. Yeah, like, like just put it on the counter. I'll take care of it. I'm going to tip this person the entire bill just because I feel bad about being here. What are you talking about? <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just like, all these painted shells. <laughs> yeah, just toss them off there. Let Jessica take care of it. Like, yeah, and no. like I understand that like historically, if you're in an area, if you're in a, a building that has like hardwood floors, there is a certain amount of sense that that makes because the oils that are secreted by the peanut shells can actually be really good for a hardwood floor. Yeah. So a lot of bar owners would do that kind of thing on purpose for a really long time. Yeah. Every Texas Roadhouse I've ever been inside of, which is I think just the one, uh-huh. it's carpeted. It's carpeted. So it's like, well, that's just, that doesn't make any sense at all, yeah, actually. We're probably sense. just ruining this carpet faster than it would be otherwise. But they said it's- Unless all the oil's just gathering up and it make it waterproof over time, in which case that's kind of cool, but like- But they're I- over there like, diddly gosh darn it, it's Texas. We throw our paintings yeah, on the floor. Like, what? Dude. <laughs> like, do we have a cup to throw this in? No, this is the cup. The floor is America's <laughs> cup. <laughs> We got nature's trash can right here. Nature's trash can is right at your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Propane, propane accessories. I've been watching a lot of King of the Hill lately. (laughs) That is not a Republican guilty pleasure. It's not, actually. Like, it's... (laughs) it's so good. Hank Hill might be a Republican, but like that show is not really a Republican show. It makes fun of them more than it does anything else. Yes. I really like it. Yeah, so, so many of the jokes in that show, like it started in like the mid nineties. Yeah. So many of the jokes in that show are so ahead of the times. Mm-hmm. There is an episode where Bobby Hill trying to learn how to be funnier for stand up comedy, just Googles trying to find funny jokes online and immediately falls down a white supremacist rabbit hole. No. And accidentally finds a bunch of Nazi jokes and doesn't realize that they're Nazi jokes. Uh-huh. And ends up like going and telling these Nazi jokes to uh, the wrong audience, obviously, because he's not doing stand-up comedy in a Nazi bar. Uh Uh-huh. And everyone there is just like, hey, what the hell? (laughs) No! But like, that's the joke that they decided to make about the internet in like fucking the year 2000. Oh my God. That has aged like wine, hasn't it? Yes! Nothing has changed on the internet at all in 20 years. No! They just picked all the right jokes to make. So much of it feels so time. Like, literally, I'm on like the fifth season right now. Uh This show does not feel like it started in the late 90s sometimes. Mm -hmm. So many of the jokes have aged so well. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. But this is a massive sidetrack from what we were talking about. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Honestly, just going to restaurants in general, Mm -hmm. I really hate it. Yes. I don't like it. It's, it's an uncomfortable experience for its entire length. If I'm like with people and it was their idea to go, then I'm like, yeah, okay. 
yeah. I'll do this and I will tip all the cash in my wallet because I feel horrible about 100%. sitting in this chair and I will enjoy the food because it's probably going to be good. Yeah. But like, I'm never going to suggest that we do that. Even if it's It's at- just not like, oh yeah, even if it's not good, even if the service isn't good, I'm tipping yeah. well because like Me she too. deserves it. I'm like, oh man, you're- I couldn't do that job. Me Jesus. neither. Oh my God. I av- it's horrible. I avoided it when I was trying to look for work. I was like- yeah. No. The whole time that I was working at Chick-fil-A, I was in the kitchen specifically because I did not want to deal with the customers. Yeah, that shit's for And Jesus Marines. Christ, I was right to do that because Chick-fil-A customers are something else. They, they are horrible. I oh. Have, oh my gosh, I've heard Ooh. stories. They can be. Horrifying. Like, n- no, I could not. Like, I no, thought I worked never. at Starbucks for six years and I thought- some, Oh, right, yeah. I thought some of those guys were ass. Yikes. Um- <laughs> Starbucks customers, I have also heard a ton of stories about how horrible they are, like on another level from regular retail or food service customers. Yeah, but then put religion on top of it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, even working in the kitchen, we had some days that it was just kind of like, oh man, we got all the Baptists on shift today. <laughs> can't be funny <laughs> like it's no. just like well i guess i'm not talking to anybody today because i don't want to talk about the stuff these guys are going to be talking about even when i was a christian at the time yes i was just like oh man none of the fun people are here it's just baptists <laughs> and i attended that church for a little the, the one that those particular baptists went to i attended that church off and on for like a year oh that's the one that me and amanda went to i don't know if this is something amanda once talked about on the podcast so like if you want to cut that that's fine oh but like oh speaking of cults <laughs> that church was fucking weird no. i ate the food there multiple times and the more i think about it i'm like that was really dumb of me yeah. <laughs> they put something in there like i don't think they actually would but i don't think they actually you know like uh-huh. like i'm just like i i, I can't rule out the possibility <laughs> that it could happen because like this church, when I tell you their devotion to their pastor is scary. Yes. Like, I I do kind of think that if he suggested all of them, like, moving to a compound out of state or something, mm-hmm. I don't think the whole church would go. But a good chunk of them? But I can name the names that I think would. <laughs> And those are all definitely names that Amanda would recognize as well. Like, I, <laughs> that place is fucking weird. Yeah. It's really strange. I heard stories about that, yeah. like, about that. Like, them. we went there as, like, a curiosity. Lest yes. our listeners worry about me and Amanda and our gullibility. <laughs> we were there as a curiosity. We had heard a lot about, a lot from the attendees of this church saying that, like, he was really great. So I was just kind of like, ah. I'm not a Baptist. I was mm-hmm. at the time attending like a, an Assembly of God church, which mm-hmm. is also cringe. But like, mood. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was just kind of like, ah, I'm no Baptist. But like, I was I was interested in the idea of attending multiple kinds of church because right. I didn't think I wasn't married to a denomination. Mm-hmm. You know, like lots of Christians grow up like super like fundy one way or another, and they yes. end up thinking that it's really important to be in a particular denomination rather than a different particular denomination or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like every denomination has one denomination they have extra beef with. (laughs) 
with uh, with Baptists, it's um, anyone who follows Calvinist theology, and mm-hmm. with people who follow Calvinist theology, it's invariably Baptists, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Because if you meet these people, you have to have a detailed theological conversation to notice a difference between them. Yeah, but they hate each other. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but I was just kind of like, you know, I don't. I don't. I wasn't raised that way. I was raised in a uh, CMA church, which is uh, not Country Music Awards, but Christian <gasps> Missionary Alliance. What? I know. You tell me. You tell me. Tim McGraw wasn't there. He was not. Oh, fuck. Not man. even once. What? I never once saw him attend. That's a bullshit. I know. <laughs> I felt betrayed. <laughs> Every single week, I was like, Mom, why isn't Tim McGraw here? <laughs> she's like, oh, honey, someday. And she's like, well, you know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. And she would go sing, and all the little old ladies loved her. She was the favorite. <laughs> um, but, like, anyways, I, I wasn't raised thinking that denominational stuff was very important because nobody mm. in the CMA church really cares all that much about denominational theology and such. Right. It's all like, you know, people, you know, the, the, the fucking elders of the church would be like, oh, you know, the Alliance Church doesn't condone dancing. But then like they'd like laugh about how that's a stupid policy, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. It was literally only like three years ago that the CMA church decided pastors should be allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> no. Okay. Like, in terms of stated theological beliefs, the CMA is, like, ass-backward, but, like, nobody cares because nobody in the CMA church actually gives a shit about stated theological beliefs. That's so, so it's just, like, not a thing. Most of them have just come across, like, cool Baptist churches, if you've been to one of those. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, that's so brave. Anyways, this one was not a cool Baptist church. It was a, a decidedly uncool Baptist church. The sign literally says independent fundamentalist on it. The one you and Amanda went to? That's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So we had heard no. we had heard these people like raving about how great their pastor was. Uh-huh. So we got curious. And each of us, like, you know, individually, separately, we did this at like slightly different times even. Mm. We're just like, all right, I'm just I'm gonna go hang out here for a while and I'm gonna see if there's something I can learn from this dude. Uh-huh. And I went for a while and I thought an awful lot of stuff that he talked about was like kind of neat because he would get into like you know some of the nerdier stuff that i really enjoyed hearing about like mm-hmm. you know uh yeah, literal versus like uh intentional translations of like particular greek words and stuff like that and mm-hmm. that's that yeah it's the kind of like nerdy church shit that i love getting into where you read a you know you read a passage and then you're like all right so what this is translated from is actually this set of greek words yes. and the actual meaning of these you know the literal meaning is this this and this but like culturally when you said this kind of thing it generally meant like this kind of thing blah 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 you know you read about the book of revelation and there's all this stuff where they're like you know uh, uh, a quart of wheat for a denarius and stuff like that and they're like okay so a, a denarius is like a day's wage more yeah. or less when it says a third of the stars fell out of the sky it doesn't mean a literal third when they say a third in this kind of context they just mean like a lot but not an entire half mm-hmm. you know lots of times when it talks about a thousand it just means like more than you can count sure it's not a literal thousand when Uh they say multiple thousands it's like more than you can count and it's like it's a lot a lot you (laughs) know these are all like it it gets presented like exact numbers and fractions but it's all like estimates and stuff you know Mm -hmm. that kind of thing right and that's the kind of stuff that i was always really interested in because my flavor of christianity the way that i pursued it was always about like understanding what was actually stated by the bible better and trying to be in better accordance with that and with like you know shit that jesus said and stuff like that and what ultimately drove me out of the church was the realization that nobody else was doing that Uh (laughs) um but that's a little bit of a sidetrack basically we both went to this church just because we were like 
I might as well just see if this guy's got anything interesting to say, right? Mm -hmm. And I think each of us ended up being there for about a year total. I only ever went to like the Sunday night, Wednesday night services. I never went for a Sunday morning because I had my own church Mm -hmm. that I was involved in. I was playing music there. Mm -hmm. And also at that time, that was during the three and a half years that I was playing lead guitar for a Christian rock band. And boy, howdy, let me tell you, Baptists (laughs) do not like hearing about the fact that you're in a Christian Christian rock rock band because they hate the idea of Christian rock existing. Oh, yeah, I'm not even surprised. Because they hate the idea of regular rock existing. Yeah. They hate they hate fun music is the big thing. They said this it, is a this is like a one piano church. Ew. They're over here like Yeah. It, they're like it, it ain't in the book of Jesus that so we don't want it. Yeah, they got your hymnal oh. in the in the on the bottom of the chair in front of you. They don't have proper pews. It's chairs that are like it's the kind of chairs that like link together, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got the little shelf underneath it oh, for, yeah. for your Bible and your hymnal, of course. Yes. Yeah, they got the hymnals and they've got one person playing a piano and then somebody just standing on the stage leading the hymns. Oh lord. And the guy who leads the hymns is not a great singer, but he is like fun and charismatic. So that's why he's doing that job. Uh That's the kind of situation we're talking about here. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is the flavor of Baptists that are like allergic to good presentation. If something is well presented, they assume that it must just be a lie. Like this is this is why this country is in the state that it's in. Not to go too heavy here, but the reason that this country is in the state that it's in is that we've got a shockingly large swath of the population that thinks automatically that if something is being presented well or like charismatically it has to be, be a true. lie from satan oh it must be a lie yeah okay, yes because they'll have people come and like visit the church and like you know how like people will visit churches and have their like you know slideshows of here's how our mission trip went that kind of stuff yes that's the kind of thing that you see a lot in a cma church because yes yeah. yeah, missions are their thing missionaries mm-hmm. are the big thing for that denomination right baptists talk about that kind of stuff as well but like when baptist missionaries show up at a church and they say here's what we've been doing they then spend three minutes pulling a projector screen out setting up a projector turning the projector on plugging in their laptop uh. to the projector Whereas at a CMA church, they show up hours before the service starts yeah, and they like, do oh. all of that stuff. And yeah. by the time they hit the stage, their shit is running on the monitor. Right. This is a Baptist church that is allergic to good presentation. No. So you cannot have that. They say, here's what we're doing. And then you get like six minutes of silence while everything gets set up. And then they have this janky ass slideshow. And these pictures are terrible. <laughs> Look like they came from like a Kodak camera that was in like yes, literally. No, no. Like I'm talking like cell phone pictures would be a huge step up. Like oh no, yeah, and they're and it's poorly taken and stuff as well because you know these people aren't young; they're Baptists, right? They're, right? They're not tech savvy or anything. They don't know how to take a good picture. They're not like how you know everyone in like our generation ish mm. knows how to take a good picture because we've all had so much practice doing it, right? These people do not know how to take a good picture. They don't know how to present anything well. They don't know how to talk in a way that makes you want to listen to them. (laughs) I tell you the fuck what. Some of the absolute worst church services I have ever sat through were at this church. And I just, I, I couldn't stand it because at the Assembly of God Church that I was volunteering my time at Sunday mornings, we, our team was all about being as slick as we could with our presentation. <laughs> we would like, when we, when we 
exited the stage, it was like while there was a video playing on the screen above us and the lights on us would like get killed and we would slip out quietly right. in the dark. And we would just, we were trying to make everything run as absolutely smoothly, perfectly as possible. These guys just. And then just by contrast, yeah, it's these guys who are like figuring out what they're doing during the service. No. I could not stand it. And on top of that, I was, you know, because I was working at Chick-fil-A and attending two churches and also in a Christian rock band at the time, I was way too busy. I was not sleeping. I was miserable. So like, you know, nothing I was doing was great at the time. But like. To be like trying to stay awake through that service, I was just like, I have never had more contempt in my heart no. <laughs> than I did for these like visiting Baptist missionaries at this church that I like only halfway wanted to attend. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the back like, God damn it, if one more person tells me to wear a tie next week, I am gonna shoot him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot take this. Cause like, you know, I would go dressed like a regular person. Right. But this is an independent fundamentalist Baptist church. So, they're so like- you, they're, these people are to the nines i'm Mm. talking like the pastor made jokes about taking offerings specifically to help him pay for his suits because his suits are so fancy we're talking french cuff shirts every single service fucking i didn't see him wear the same tie twice (laughs) no in a year no i was there twice a week on average for a year and i did not see him wear the same tie twice i saw him repeat jackets and vests here and there Uh i did not see him repeat ties no i was also there for a meeting where they voted to pay him more the following year and i was just like why what does he need it for no why would you do that and and when the vote was getting taken somebody like leaned over to me and was like I wish we could increase his pay by more, actually. And I was just oh, like, why? No. <laughs> What's he doing? I can't. And like, the, the, the man was doing an awful lot for that job. You know, uh-huh. he had like three services a week and he didn't repeat sermons. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night. All different? All different. Slay, honestly. 100% original material. I am shocked. Now, if you were to hear these sermons, you'd be like, oh, that's how he comes up with them so fast. Uh, Because what he did was he would pick like, you know, uh, a passage that goes along with a subject. mm -hmm. And oh, and this approach is ultimately what made me be like, yeah, this guy's full of shit. You know, by the time that I left, um, he would have a passage that like served a particular purpose or an idea. Uh Uh-huh. And he would read through that entirely and he would talk about that and the context and the culture and the, the translations and everything. And then he would pull... A verse here and a verse there and a verse there and a verse there from all these other books of the Bible Mm -hmm. just because they happen to contain similar words and phrases. And he would act as though those little words and phrases out of context meant something that would back up the point made by this longer passage. Mm-hmm. And I was just every time I would just be like, "That's not the context of that verse. That's not the context of that verse." Right. These are all talking. He pulled five different verses to talk about this passage, and none of these verses are in passages that are talking about the same stuff as this passage. Oh my God. He's just pulling shit wildly out of context oh, no. constantly. <laughs> no. So I was eventually I was just kind of like, "I'm sick of this." Yeah. <laughs> I I was I more or less stuck around for like the Greek and Latin translation stuff because yeah. like that was actually kind of neat. But, but then like, everything else, everything else, it was just like, well, you really can't pull a conclusion out of this. No. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it was weird. The whole experience yeah. was so strange. <laughs> that does. Oh my god. Well, 
<laughs> what the hell is this episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was say, well, I'm giving everyone a really odd selection of information about no! me here, aren't I? Like, no! we're just opening with like toilet paper, cults, <laughs> Christian rock. I like shooting rifles. I hung out at this culty Baptist church for a while. <laughs> no, oh my god. I was going to say, well, <laughs> speaking of experiences and Amanda visiting Baptists. Right. Jeff, thanks for being here. I have had so much fun. I'm so glad you had fun. I had a blast too. And just, <laughs> especially once Amanda gets gets better and once we get um, a third mic, uh, please feel free anytime if you'd like to come back. I would love to. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at what is it you pray for or on Twitter at Bubba Wubba Dab. Yes. Which is spelled exactly how it sounds. Yes. <laughs> You can also find um, my podcast. It's yes. called Casual Obsession. It's a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies. Right now, we're doing a series that we're calling Flanuary, where we just do a bunch of stuff that's written and directed by Mike Flanagan because oh. he's kind of like the podcast's collective favorite director. Oh. Yeah. He has, um, if you don't check out any of that, if you don't check out my podcast or anything, please do watch the show Midnight Mass. It's on Netflix and it's really, really good. Yes. Uh, content warning, it is a ton of religious shit. So if you're not ready for that, maybe don't yet. Then maybe don't. But it is so good. I cannot possibly <laughs> recommend it enough. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure, uh, I mean, obviously go check out Casual Obsession. It's so fun. It's really great. Um, I appreciate I'm you saying that. I'm still waiting on the Covenant episode if it hasn't come out yet. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm still waiting on the Covenant episode. When the three of us make Emma watch Covenant, she is going to be so mad at us because it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it wants to be Twilight so bad that it, it makes it look stupid, but it, it looks stupid by itself. Uh-huh. It's also trying to be Harry Potter. It is. It's trying and, to be everything, everywhere, all at once. And it's nothing. It is it's absolutely nothing. nothing. It's closer to like a, a bad Karate Kid sequel than oh, it is no. anything else. <laughs> and it's not close to that, but it's like, it's just so fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, have you seen anything else that Rennie Harlan directed, the guy who made that movie? I don't think so. He has this movie of... that's called Deep Blue Sea. It's got LL Cool J in it. Are you familiar with the rapper LL Cool J? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's got Thomas Jane, who played the Punisher in that horrible 2004 movie that I know you remember. Uh, it's, t it's John Travolta's the villain. Um, but it's, okay, but this is a movie that's about like sharks and shit. Yeah. And it's trying to be Jaws. No. And can you, can you believe it misses the mark horribly? It's one of the worst movies I have ever watched. It's so horribly stupid. No. None of the dialogue makes any sense. It's like, you know, just take Covenant and imagine that uh -huh. instead of trying to be Harry Potter and Twilight and stuff, it's trying to be Jaws and it's about sharks. No, 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 no. It's so bad. No. <laughs> Except it's like, it's not all the way Jaws. It's like a little bit of a Frankenstein thing because uh -huh. it's like, you know, they're doing experiments on these sharks oh, and no. they accidentally created a super smart shark. No. <laughs> Yeah. No. It is one, It literally, it is one of the worst movies I have ever watched. It's so stupid. And I've just been waiting for the right moment to spring that on the podcast. Because, like, I, I kind of consider it my role on the podcast to 
be the one that makes everyone watch either really old or really, really stupid movies. Which is great. Which is why I had them watch Wolf Cop. You should watch Wolf Cop. <laughs> it is one of the best movies ever made. Yes. It features a man's penis exploding, just so you're aware. <laughs> Well, with that... <laughs> but it's it's so, like, comedically Canadian. It's one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> thank you guys for joining the sixth inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. Is every episode inaugural? <laughs> You've said that about every episode so far. Okay, and... Okay, I just... I... <laughs> The sixth inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Between the Fridges or email us at Between the Fridges at gmail.com. Um, check our link tree for every place so you can stream this podcast. With that, my name is Carly. You're not Amanda. I'm not Amanda. You're Jeff. Amanda's normally here, though. Yes, this is normally where Amanda signs off. Uh, so with that, my name is Carly. This is Jeff. And, and goodbye. Yes, and I will see you next week and Jeff will not. Maybe. I'll see you next week because I'll be listening. But Oh, that's true. You'll see But me. nobody's going to be seeing me. Well, nobody's going to see either of us. They'll be listening. I mean. <laughs> I want to know how That's many- a good note to end on. I think. <laughs>